The Truth About Local Government podcast is proud to be partnering with Blaby District Council, who are currently recruiting for an Executive Director of Place, Executive Director of Communities, and a Group Manager of Assets and Major Projects. This is a really exciting time to join Blaby, a council built on trust, partnership, and honesty. Blaby District Council, the heart of Leicestershire. Welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. Today, we are delighted to have the leader of Blaby District Council, Councillor Terry Richardson, joining us. Terry, thank you so much for making the time to come on the podcast. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you, Matt. So can you give the people at home a bit of background as to your journey to becoming leader and what your role is at the council? Uh, my journey to become a leader was quite an interesting one. I've always been interested in local politics and I've been a parish councillor now for the last 35 years. Uh, obviously, you know, one has to work and earn a living. Uh, but the opportunity, I'd, I'd been a member of the Conservative Party for some time, and the opportunity arose um, at a time when I could control my work diary sufficiently so that I could become a councillor. So I first stood in the 2011 election, uh, unfortunately got elected. And uh, the then leader, Ernie White, um, we were having a chat one day. I think I've been a councillor for a, for a couple of months. And he says, um, what's your ambition? I said, well, I'd like to think, Ernie, that, you know, eight or 10 years time, you might consider me for the cabinet. Um, little did I know that uh, 13 months later, I took my, my first cabinet position uh, looking after planning. Uh, and then I shortly changed roles to uh, look after the finances. Uh, probably because they thought I knew about money as I had a background in banking was my my actual professional career, but not as a proper banker. I did international trade and trade finance uh, for mid-corporate companies. Wow. And, and then coming up to the 2015 election, um, Ernie said to me, look, Terry, he says, um, I think, you know, you've got the potential to be a leader here and I'm going to stand down in the 2015 election. Um so I thought long and hard about it, um, spoke to my colleagues, obviously, within the, the group um, and seemed to have general support. So I, I put my name forward and was uh, elected group leader. So I then took the decision to take early retirement from work. Um, so I was 58 at the time, had a couple of years left. Um, but uh, one thing uh, that I have known since is that you cannot work full-time and be a council leader at the same time. It is just impossible these days with uh, the demands uh, placed on you as a council leader and also the fact that you do need to work with and support the staff at the council. So I took the plunge, took early retirement and therefore hope that I A, got re-elected and then B, the group actually elected me as leader <laughs> of the council, which they did. So uh, I became leader of the council in 2015 so I'm now in my ninth year as leader of Blaby District Council. Um, it is truly the best job I've ever had. Uh, and I do treat it as a job. Um, I think all this uh, rubbish you hear uh, in the media about uh, councillors being, you know, happy local volunteers is so far off the mark these days, it's untrue. Um, we work very hard, all councillors work very hard looking after our residents, uh, those that are in uh, other positions, particularly cabinet members or those that run committees, you know, have additional responsibilities and duties. Uh, and I think it's important to do the job properly. So I treat being leader of the council as running a £14 million turnover business. 
which is our core budget. Um, uh, and and the, the only difference is it's a non-profit making business and we're there for social responsibility and to do the best for our residents. So, but I think you have to run it as a business these days because, you know, every penny counts, every service we deliver is important. And I think it deserves that level of commitment. But the rewards are great. I mean, you know, I know that we all have issues as councillors. We all have those residents. We all get the occasional death threats and such like. But we have a unique opportunity to impact on people's lives. And I'm not talking about the large macro level. Um, yeah, when I first became a, a councillor, I remember I managed to get some Leylandi trees cut down behind a, a, a woman's house. Um, that she'd been trying to get done for 10 years. And the change that made in her life left a lasting impression upon me. And I always thought from that day, if I've only helped that one person, it's all been worthwhile. Now, I'd like to think I've helped considerably more since that time. Um, but just to see the difference and the change in that woman's life when she had light in her house and she wasn't stressed about the hedge all the time was just a unique experience, which uh, will never leave me. Terry, I, I genuinely, and this is the bit I'm really passionate about, is the fact that mainstream, I'm so sorry, someone is ringing a doorbell, which I'm going to ignore, uh, in the background if it listens at home, uh, it's, not, it's not a musical instrument I'm playing, but the passion that you have um, for, uh, for for local government and the narrative that mainstream media portrays as councillors, these go-lucky, you know, try as volunteer types, it's, it's simply not the case. But you've been so successful, um, Terry. What do you put that down to? You know, this is your ninth year as leader of the council. How have you, you know, how have you con continued operating that level um, kind of throughout that period? Uh, I think you, you need a great team around you. <laughs> it's never about being, you know, uh, you know, being the leader of the council sounds nice, but you can't do it by yourself. You need a great team. I've been fortunate that over the nine years I've been leader, I've had excellent members of the cabinet, I've had excellent members within our group. Um, you know, we are very much a group. We work together. We're very supportive. Uh, but more importantly than that, we've had excellent officers at uh, Blaby District Council. Now, I firmly believe there are three ways to run a council. It can either be officer-led, which is wrong. It can be member-led, which is wrong. Or it can be a partnership between members and officers, understanding where that weekly dividing line is between the chief executive, who is head of paid service and effectively runs our mini civil service, and, and the members who you know might want to sometimes get down in the weeds and uh, look at services in too great a detail and lose sight of the fact we're there for strategic direction. Um, and I think we've we've been unique. I mean, I was fortunate to inherit a council where we always had something called the Blaby Way. Now, we've never been able to define what the Blaby Way is, but to me, it's that partnership. So nine times out of 10, even in the Chamber across party, we all want the same result. We might just disagree about the direction of getting there. Um, and again, um, working with officers, uh, you know, we have a talented group of people at the council. Um, and I think it's that recognition that, you know, we can add to it as councillors. We can add our life experience and knowledge from different areas, um, different types of work. We can add that on to the understanding of how local government works. Because the biggest challenge, I think, for any councillor, particularly if they come as I did from the commercial sector, 
is actually understanding how local government works and that does take some time it is different it is unique um, and it's that meeting of minds to use the old cliche uh, which is which is the key part so i was i fortunate i had a uh, i've worked with three chief executives the first one um, stood down just after I became leader, not because I became leader, but because she had worked with the previous leader for well, in excess of 10 years. And it was the time for her to retire, uh, which she wanted to do. I was then fortunate in the chief executive who took over, who was truly excellent. And we had a, an excellent relationship. She retired uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and we now have Julia Smith, who uh, is a very talented very impressive chief executive and someone that I thoroughly enjoy working with uh, and I think we have a, a great relationship and I think if you have that right relationship between leader and the chief executive you know we can drive changes through because it, it's that mutual support you need. Definitely and you, I want to pick up on a word that you just talked about there partnerships because you know i think at all level within local government with the budgetary pressures that are being faced it is just so important to have that cohesiveness as an officer member organization and i, I really really agree with you that you know to have it as an officer led or member led you're missing a trick there but that does require a huge amount i think of emotional intelligence on both sides of you know the office and the members to actually unite and to have that cohesiveness how do you achieve that how do you and the, the other um members kind of ensure that you know you're you're for, you're you're doing your roles but you're doing so as, as part of a team and an effort with the 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 staff and the officers uh, there's one word and it's trust you have to develop that level of trust between each other so uh, julia as my chief executive has to know that if she's out there she will know what terry is thinking so if she's at a meeting and needs to say this is what blaby will do she needs to know that i will support that decision and, and that i'm behind her equally if i'm as, as somewhere i need to know that if i say we will do a b and c that is something deliverable by the team at blaby district council uh, council through the the chief executive and I think it's developing that trust and openness. So um, since I've become leader, we have, uh, I have a very, I don't have a yes cabinet, um, as was uh, recently demonstrated by our peer review that we had done uh, in the last year. They, uh, the, the comment they made was your cabinet are not shy retiring wallflowers. Um, I think you have to be prepared as leader, and it's a personal view. Some leaders may have a different style, but I wanted people in the cabinet that would challenge me. I wanted people that were prepared to say, I think you're wrong, Terry. I think we should do it this way. Uh, now I have that, I have an excellent cabinet. Those cabinet members have developed excellent relationships with the executive directors, with the uh, group managers, uh, with the team leaders, you know, um, uh, and it's that being open and available. I mean, I'd like to think that, uh, particularly after this length of time, if I walk down the corridor at the offices, any any member of staff could stop me, ask me anything, and talk to me about anything. And I prided myself, and I think it's uh, even the opposition members in uh, in council say it that uh, one thing they probably can't quite cope with is how honest I am about things. So. If I disagree with central government policy and how it impacts on Labour district, I will say so. And I'll be open and honest about this. You know, I'm here to run a business for the benefit of our residents in the best possible way. 
And I can only do that by actually being focused on it and being honest about the challenges and the impact of decisions upon us and utilising the talents of the whole of the Blaby team. And I don't care what level they are in the Blaby team. Everybody has something to contribute and everybody has great ideas. Um, sometimes we don't have great ideas and we narrow those down and work out, but we work together to come and find the best solution. And sometimes the best solution comes from the person who does the job every day, um, rather than somebody who thinks you know, we understand what they're doing. There's a real sense of authenticity when you talk about the partnership, Terry, and about the honesty and trust that you've you embody and that you've created at the council. And it, it's it's clearly paying, um, you know, the fruits are there to to see for all. I mean, you know, Blaby is now voted as the the fourth place place to live in the country. You've had 42 percent reduction in the council's carbon emissions since 2018. You know, 90 percent of working age residents are in employment. You know, the criminal offences are very low compared to national averages. And, you know, you're in the top 20 percent of local authority areas for health. It's it's a really impressive, um, you know, kind of tangible achievements that are kind of started by those um, that, that that culture of trust and of value and of, of, of real passion that comes for serving the community. And for, you talked earlier about um, one of the, the members of your community who had those trees that needed cutting down. And it is looking at the some. It is the small. It is the uh, the accumulation of those small actions over the course of a year, over the course of a decade, that truly help change the the place shaping and and the the fundamental community of, of Blaybin. It, it's just fantastic to see. Um, what do you feel the future holds for Blaby? I, I think Blaby's a, a, a unique place. Really, we're we're small geographically. Um, but I always think we punch above our weight um, and we can't ignore the fact that we have um, some some unique uh, businesses here. So, for instance, we have the head office of Next. We have the head office of Sitna. Uh, we have one of the biggest retail parks in the country run by the Crown Estates. Um, we have a, a local brewery who've just moved to a unique new site. Um, which is uh, beloved and shown their commitment to, to the district. Uh, we just have, we have, you know, we have businesses from, as I said, the billion turnover at one end uh, to the small businesses at the other. And, you know, we are a unique place in terms of what we have in the district. Uh, and therefore, one of the things I think um, does help is that if you're working in the team at Blaby, you probably get the opportunity to see more than you would at a lot of other councils. You get the opportunity to be involved in more things than you would at any other council from large planning decisions. So, you know, we're in the middle of building a new town in New Lubbersthorpe, 4,250 houses, uh, two primary schools, secondary school, two shopping centres. You know, you don't see that uh, every day. We are looking at working on whether we can create a garden village at the moment. And we have some funding from the government on that. So, you know, if you're a planner, I'd like to think that makes life interesting. Uh, we do have the other ones, as you know, we're uh, actively uh, trying to uh, stop the Hinkley National Rail Freight Interchange, which, uh, as its title would not suggest, is actually wholly in Blaby rather than in Hinkley. <laughs> um, because not because we are anti-development. I think we've proved that we are not with the development of new lovers thought the extension to Foss Park that I've already mentioned, but because it is the wrong development in the wrong place that does nothing to serve, I believe, either local residents or indeed the wider country. 
uh, and I spent all last week at uh, the inquiry for the Hinkley National Rail Freight Interchange. Supported, I have to say, by extremely talented officers, the officers who are there and have had to do the hard yards in putting together the impact statement and all of those bits of work which are required. They have spent hours on it. But I know that when I go in and uh, you know, if any one of those teams gives me a bit of paper and says, right, that are facts and figures, Terry, I don't need to say, uh, are you sure? I, I have that trust and confidence because they've never let me down. Um, so I know that I don't have to double check with officers, nor should I have to. If we can't trust them, they shouldn't be doing the job. And if they can't trust me, I shouldn't be doing this job. Um, and, it, and it's just a, a great way to be that you can just rely on that information that's being given to you. And, and we have had unique challenges. I mean, we've just had a new prison being completed uh, in Blaby District. So we have Fosway, um, that uh, replaced the old Glenparva prison, which again, um, as a council, we fought tooth and nail to make sure the design was right for local residents. Um, it operates in the right way. It's looking to provide facilities for local residents. Um, we're working actively with them. In fact, I've been at the prison twice in the last six weeks looking at um, things like um, prisoners on temporary release. Will there be jobs in the area? How can local businesses support them? Can local businesses get the skills they need from people coming out of prison, uh, which assist in both ways? It keeps them out of prison and it actually fills uh, job vacancies which might not otherwise be filled. And, and again, that is something being engineered by a team of our officers at Blaby who have worked consistently with um, the Justice Department, uh, the Group Four, who, it's not no, it's not Group Four, Serco, who are running the prison over a large number of years since the inception of this project to make sure we were a team, and I think that's that team ethos. The same was exactly the same when we went through the develop the extra development of Foss Park, the retail park. Our team worked extremely closely with the Crown Estates. Um, to get the best possible development and the best possible outcomes for residents. But, you know, we'll always be unpopular. You know, when we look at um, when we look at building new housing, do the public want it? No, but do we need it? Yes. So sometimes the challenge for certainly elected of, uh, officials, councillors, is to say to residents, I'm sorry, you might not want this, but, you know, the houses have got to go somewhere. If they don't go there, where do they go and how do we build them? So. Yeah, we came up with a Blaby development plan um, a, a few years ago, which we're in the process of, of redoing, which actually says this is how we see the development of place going forward. And, and part of what we're looking at now with the um, uh, with the job adverts we're putting out and the reorganisation of the team is reflecting the new world we're in. The world has moved on massively since I became leader, um, particularly in the last four years with COVID. Uh, and other factors. So, you know, we need a different structure now um, than we had before. Now, uh, Julia, the chief executive, come up with what I believe is an excellent structure. Um, she has uh, gone through it with the uh, uh, with the cabinet. Um, we are fully supportive of what she wants to achieve. Um, and, and this is where you get that wiggly dividing line, don't you? So, 
Julia is in charge of the staff and so she should be. She determines what she needs, who she needs, what jobs they should be doing where. We are there for the strategic direction and because it has to come to us because it's an increase in cost for the establishment. Um, uh, but equally, this is not a question of Julia saying, right, there's what I want. Can I have an extra £133,000 to do it? This is a question of Julia saying, this is what I think is right. What do you guys think? She then talks to the senior leadership team about it. She then talks to us about it. And, and we have a meeting of minds about what New World requires. And, and let's not forget that, you know, the the opportunity to to change the structure has come about because we are a successful council. So uh, we are, have one of our executive directors is leaving to become a chief executive of a neighbouring council. Uh, one of our group leaders is moving to become a strategic director at a local council. So I see this as a, a pathway to success where people come to Blaby. So uh, one of those uh, two people has, has been at Blaby for several years and been promoted within Blaby. One came to Blaby from another council and has moved through the director's role, which was a new appointment for him, and is now going on to be a chief executive. Now, I think that says more about Blaby than, than perhaps I could in this podcast. It says that those people have the opportunity to learn. They have the support to learn. They have the support to develop. They have a, uh, a an atmosphere, an environment in which to do that, working with their colleagues and working with members, which I think has put them in a unique stead. I mean, yeah, these were both you know, jobs which a lot of people applied for. And in both places, a Blaby candidate won it. Now, are we sorry to see them leave? Yes. Am I pleased to see them leave? Because it is for their own benefit and development. Of course I am. So, you know, you get that bitter and sweet bit. The bitter bit is we don't really want them to go. The sweet bit is we're really delighted that they've gone on to jobs they want to do. Uh, I, I won't say bigger and better things because I think every job is crucial and some people don't want to go on. They don't want the advancement and we have to accommodate those people um, because, you know, every council needs, you know, staff members who are happy doing what they're doing and not everybody wants promotion. And the question is we have to value those as much as those people that want to, to go on and develop because, Without the, the solid bedrock of people that do the hard yards on a daily basis, none of us are anywhere. And, you know, I cannot think of a single member of our team who do not fully contribute to the success that I believe we've demonstrated as, as Blaby. And the key factor to that is that even in the current environment, surveys show that the public well, more than 50% of the public are happy with what we do and how we do it. Now, yeah, that's fairly unique. When we do a survey in Blaby of our residents, the response is, is terrific. Um, yeah, when we did the uh, refuse collection, when we did changes several years ago, yeah, we had over almost 9,000 comments came in. When we go out on our budget each year, we generally have well in excess of two, two and a half thousand residents respond you know we're a county of what 100 what sorry districts of 104,000 residents um you know 42,500 properties that is a staggering achievement to get that response from our residents
It really is. And I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, fundamentally, and I just, you know, to to, to kind of summarise, I feel, why I think Blaby is a fantastic, a fantastic place to, to, to work is you've got a leader in yourself and officers and members who really care, um, really trust each other. But what I've, and I think everyone listening at home will will take it from this from this podcast episode, has been just how authentic and how much you do care about not only giving the best service you can for your residents, but actually giving the people that work for Blebby a journey so that they can meet their aspirations in their careers, um, whether that be politically or or within their officer um, related to careers. And Terry, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It has been a wonderful uh, conversation with you. And, and and again, you are genuinely one of the nicest uh, people that we've had on the podcast and, and a real uh, shining light as to how leaders should act with um, the senior leader team and with uh, the community. If you could tell my wife I'm one of those nicest people, I'd be very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll send you a letter. Um, you have been listening to The Truth About Local Government podcast, and we've had the absolute pleasure of having the leader of Blaby District Council on, Councillor Terry Richardson, um, to discuss Blaby, his journey, and what makes Blaby just so special as a place to work, live, and socialise. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give it a like, give it a share, and give it a five-star review, and we will bring you more episodes in the coming weeks. Goodbye for now.